evening, this is Paul Edwards, and welcome to Tuesday Topics. This evening, we're going to have the opportunity to talk with uh, two lovely ladies, uh, both of whom are joining us from their homes. I couldn't invite them to mine, or I would have. And we're going to be talking to these folks about their affiliates. Each of them uh, is president of one of our two largest state affiliates, California and Florida. And we thought it might be interesting to try to get some perspective from our largest state affiliates about how the pandemic has impacted them and also uh, what their plans are and what their prospects are as the pandemic fades. So that's what we're going to try to do for the next little while. And I'll start with Judy and ask her, uh, Judy, what do you think that the, the impact of the virus has been on your affiliate? Has it been good, bad, indifferent? Well, I think it's been um, like for everyone, it's been pretty severe. Um, we um, immediately let our staff uh, work from home. We just got word today that we got our payroll protection plan money for our operations manager, who's our one full-time employee, and that's excellent news. Um, we also um, got, just out of nowhere, word from our landlord that we would get half rent for the next three months, uh, and that has been excellent. Um, the, our state has done very well at doing the kinds of community calls that ACP Radio is doing. Chapters are holding um, meetings uh, via Zoom. Um, but people are, I think, struggling a little bit. We're, we had to give up our in-person convention, and I'll talk more about that, because we set up several years ago a committee to look at what we would do if we didn't have in-person conventions. At the time we did that, it looked like we didn't have the technology to, to consider alternatives. But this year, we are going to, because of Zoom mostly, we are going to a whole different convention. But we passed in our bylaws last year, maybe going off the topic here, Paul, but we passed an elastic, an elastic in terms of convention clause in our bylaws that said we will conduct business in whatever format or medium our convention is held. So that's going to allow us to vote. And I'll tell you later how we're going to do that. But um, so, so suffice to say, we have made a lot of um, um, changes for the time being. And uh, we'll be interested in how your convention goes so we can see how ours might go. My dog is going crazy. She's throwing things around in her crate. So if you hear that in the background, I apologize. But it's all um, good. We, um, I think the, the biggest problem that we face is nobody can do any fundraising. We're, we're having a terrible time uh, with our chapters facing how to conduct their fundraising. And the state also is, is being challenged about fundraising. We, 
We've had some difficulties in the last couple of years anyway, but uh, that is where I see the, 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 the longest term problem is uh, in, term, in, our, in our fundraising efforts. And at the moment, I'll stop uh, and see what else you might want to ask me or where else I might go or where, else I, where I've gotten off the track. Miss Sheila, what's it like in Florida? Um, I, I believe that, of course, Florida has a lot of senior members. So the minute this all took place, every member, I believe, in the majority of our chapters and special affiliates, which we have 22 um, chapters and special affiliate groups, um, I believe they took it extremely seriously and they just said, okay, for the most part from the communications I have done, because I have kept tried to keep in touch with the majority of our members via email, just I send out an email every once in a while checking in, how are you doing, do you need anything? Um, I think the majority of our members are, are hanging and, and they're hanging well. Um, it's been a challenge, of course, and our state convention is next week, <laughs> which is hard to believe. But, and it, it's been interesting because we made the decision the end of March to cancel our convention because we just had a gut feeling that it wasn't going to be appropriate for us with our senior population to hold an in-person meeting. So we've been planning on this virtual for about mm, five weeks, four weeks. And it, it, I was joking with somebody the other day. I said, it's almost harder to plan a virtual than it is an in-person. But um, I think our chapters are doing the best they can. We've offered our Zoom to set up their chapter meetings so that they still stay connected. We've had a lot of members offer up masks and hand sanitizer for free. Um, members that have offered to go grocery shopping, to go pick up prescriptions. It's been very heartwarming for me because I feel like we've seen kindness come out again. And luckily our administrative assistant worked from home so we didn't have to close our office. And so all of that has still been going. But I'm, I've been very concerned about our members because as I've said three times, I think, you know, we, we are a senior state, so um, and I wish we had thought ahead like California did about the voting because this is our election year and we can't do any voting. So we can't even hold our election this year. So that'll be something we'll have to look at because hopefully we will never have to do this again. But if we do, we need to have something in place to be able to survive it. Now, Sheila, Judy said that, that she was worried about fundraising. How is, how has, that been impacted in Florida? For instance, do we have the same number of sponsors for our convention, even though it's virtual and that kind of thing? We have been very fortunate. Um, Dan and Leslie Spoon do our sponsor research for us every year, and they have been amazing. And yes, I think our sponsorship for the state convention is still going to come through. 
they will be speaking at our Friday night awards and scholarship uh, presentation and then Saturday morning at opening ceremony. And, you know, I can't thank them enough because that has been successful. Of course, you know, our exhibit hall isn't coming through. It, that's not much of a fundraiser, but it does help with the rental of the um, equipment in the exhibit hall in the hotel. And we do have chapters that pitch in. We are going to have an auction. Um, it's going to be a live auction this year. And, um, you know, all of our convention, thanks to ACB Radio, will be on ACB Radio from Friday morning until Saturday evening. So we are very honored and excited um, for that to be happening for the first time. And uh, it's, I'm, I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to be in all the meetings because, you know, I am president. But it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting event so i'm i'm hoping and i'm pretty sure because our convention committee has worked very hard that it's going to come off beautifully and we're all going to sit back sunday and go wow that was good <laughs> and it's um it's so that's the 15th and 16th of may yes sir next weekend yeah and um do you want to talk about some of the highlights Oh, I could give all the highlights. <laughs> no, well, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are thrilled that Saturday morning, especially, um, we have our opening ceremony, which is kind of funny, but um, it, Paul Edwards will be um, the host of it after I open the ceremony or session. And then um, every past president of ACB is going to be on a Zoom meeting talking about what they, and I hope this is what they're going to talk about. I haven't seen the, the thing, but what I hope they talk about is what their biggest accomplishment they feel while they were president um, was and what, how they feel ACB is going to move forward from here because this is the year of 2020 vision. So we're, we're hoping that that's how that's going to go. And I am so looking forward to that hour, Paul, that I'm extremely excited about it. Um, we have a session on Friday on the um, inherited retinal disease. That will be at noon. We have a session on the Braille Revival League um, of Florida. We have an audio descriptive session where there's going to be some segments played of an audio described museum. And then our keynote and Saturday morning, Claire Stanley will be taking part in um, a couple of sessions and Saturday evening, she's going to be our keynote speaker for our virtual banquet. So that will be a time we can get to know who Claire is and not what she does. So it's it's going to be a very full weekend, and I think it's going to be very fun, and I do hope a lot of people listen. Excellent. Judy, you guys are going to hold a virtual convention, too, and when is that, and what are you doing? That That is going to be June 19th and 20th. I We have had to juggle a lot of things in setting up this virtual convention. For instance, we are 
not going to have uh, we're going we're going to have all of our meetings by Zoom early. For instance, the credentials committee. Uh, uh, I mean the the candidates meeting. What am I trying to say? Where we where the, where we pick the slate will be held a week beforehand. Only people you know who are who are. Um, what you? who are eligible to I'm losing the word nominating nominating committee that's <laughs> it the nominating committee only you know those 30 people will get the the zoom number and they will call in the credentials committee will meet only if people care to change their credentials that's going to meet early our board is going to meet at its usual second thursday not the night you know not the first evening of the convention so we have condensed the convention into four sessions the special interest affiliates we have a web a place on our website where the special interest affiliates are scheduling their meeting sometime you know earlier in june um but we i want to talk a little bit before i do that about what what we had to do to to cancel. We did have to pay a penalty. We may fight that later. Um, we could have, if we'd canceled uh, within this six-month period, have wound up paying something like $40,000. Well, that finally got whittled down to $2,500, which we in fact paid. We felt the hotel itself had challenges and we're hoping to negotiate a contract for next year. But we did actually pay a penalty and I'll be interested to see how this works out with other states whether they can all break contracts and if they if I find more states have been able to do it I'm going to find out how and go you know go back to our hotel but we did have to do that before we started preparing you know in preparing for this convention so I'm interested that you've got sponsorships because we did, we're not successful in getting sponsorships for our virtual convention. Um, and that, that is a sad thing. We are going to charge registration. We, we do have registration fee. We have a, people can't vote without registering and they can't uh, get a door prize without registering. So we do have a whole registration process. We just sent out the virtual announcement yesterday in e via email and we will send large print and braille to the people for whom we have only addresses and no, you know, no email information. So, so just before we get too far from here, Judy, let me, let me get Sheila to respond. Sheila, did, did Florida have to pay a penalty for, for not doing our convention? Paul, right now we are still in negotiations, but what we have done with the hotel, because we've created such a great camaraderie with them, we're going to change the convention and shift our contract if we can agree to everything. Um, where our mid-year board meeting will be in 23 and this convention that was supposed to be this year will be in 24 and so far that contract is working well and I can thank my hotel coordinator Mikey Wiseman and Jim Crott and his daughter Jen um, for all of the hard work they've done on that but um, so right now Judy what what we did was kind of um, said, okay, 
we we like your hotel we want to come back so how about if we do this and no so far we haven't had to pay any penalty let's hope that <laughs> let's hope that stays good Excellent. Well, we so, Judy, back to your convention. We are, yeah, we are negotiating for next year, but that that just they would not. I mean, they moved. They are they argued that we already gave you later dates in the fall for this year, and you refused those. So we feel we've done everything we can to accommodate you. Now you have to accommodate us. So we're we are we weren't successful. So our convention. I'll go on to say that our convention will have four sessions. Um, Friday afternoon will be some interesting panels, a panel on aging uh, for our seniors. A, a number of legal oh. speakers will be there to discuss voting rights and vo absentee voting and how that will all work out. And, and we have a couple of other um, legal issues on Friday afternoon. Uh, Friday night, Cindy um, Van Winkle will be with us. I will give my president's report. We, all, we will do remembrances of people who have uh, passed away this past year. We always do that at our Friday evening session. Um, Jeff, Tom will give his legislative report. So we'll do those kinds of things. We'll read the first uh, bylaws and con any constitutional bylaws, stuff that has to be read for the first time will be read Friday afternoon or Friday evening. Saturday morning, will be devoted to voting uh, because that's where we just don't know how long things will take. And our final session will be our ordinary business meeting, treasurer's report, committee reports, resolutions, which we can vote on, um, things like that. Um, and we'll end with our sort of virtual awards, not an official banquet, but we will have awards and that will conclude our session. Now, if we finish voting early on Saturday morning, we'll move stuff up from Saturday afternoon and just end earlier if that's if that's the way it turns out. So now, Judy, are you going to have a way to vote with a secret ballot or not? No. Uh, the, 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 here's how we're going to vote in essence. We have two employees, a contract employee and our official employee, and they will have burner phones and they will have a list of people who are registered and so uh, Saturday morning, we'll basically say, uh, if your name starts from A to D, you vote in the next half hour, um, and um, you call one of the two phone numbers, and you vote for whomever you want to vote for, or you can text in your answer uh, to who you want to vote for. So if we have anything contested or you know, any, any bylaws or anything that are contested, uh, people can vote. The only people who will know how they voted will be our two, we think, quite trusted employees, and they will destroy the information on the burner phones the minute the elections are over. It's the best way we could. It's the best way we could figure to vote, and to let everybody do it and 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 have some privacy, but there was just no way we could do it that every, that it was totally secret. Excellent. Um, so, so, so that's do you, how we figured it out. Do you guys in but, California feel like you're at the state level, and you've talked about the chapter level, but at the state level, are, are you losing funds? Are you going to be in danger of not being able to keep your employees on, or what do you think? Well, we did get uh, our, our P 
payroll protection money, which will cover our uh, operations manager's salary for two and a half months. It's pretty much free money if you stay within the guidelines and use it for rent or, um, you know, those kinds of support services and payroll. Uh, It's a very low percent interest if you ever have to pay it back, but we're going to be very careful not to have to pay it back. But we, you know, California is in very precarious financial situation. That is no secret. Um, We are involved right now in a very large possible trust settlement uh, where we are one of the trust um, beneficiaries, but that's involving legal um, situations. And unfortunately, it's involving legal costs, but we could, we could, you know, come out way ahead. So that's the, you know, that's the possible good news somewhere at the end of the tunnel. But in the meantime, we are definitely financially uh, um, weak. Um, We have a trust fund, uh, the Newell Perry Trust, but we cannot, there's very little left that we can borrow uh, that before we get to the corpus. The only way we can spend the corpus is to have the convention vote to do that. So we are not in very good financial situation. And that's Excellent. a difficult situation right now. We're going to have a Zoom get together. We have our Friday night happy hour, uh, which is what, which we may continue after you know, everything ends because we've been having so much fun. And I just want to say we may never go back to an in-person convention because of the age of our population and because of the, frankly, the cost is so much less to hold a virtual convention and people have to pay so much less money. We look forward to having many, many more participants at this convention than we ever are able to have at an in-person convention. Um, We are looking at a contract for next year at the same hotel where we were last year, where it would have been this year. Sacramento, yes? No, in Fresno, Fresno, which is in the the middle of the state. But, you know, I sort of say we may never go back to an in-person convention. Um, And that may that may very well happen. And, I, you know, that's that's just the way the reality is for our people, for our population. Excellent. So do you in California uh, feel as though your folks know enough about Zoom and that kind of thing to be able to function pretty appropriately in in the virtual environment? Well, that is the big elephant in the room, isn't it? Um, We're going to do the same kind of thing that that Rick did at the beginning. We're going to really, we're going to mute everybody and then tell people we're going to have very little audience participation. Uh, but when we do, uh, we will, you know, let talk to people about how to raise their hand and how we will try. We are going to have some sighted assistance at the convention to help to, to ba- basically do everything. The unmuting, the, the, the lowering of hands, um, we feel like the, le- the less people have to do, uh, the better. So we're going to try to, we did that at our auction last year, and we are still, by the way, going to do our auction in September, our telephonic auction. So that is this one state uh, fundraiser that we do have in place. But um, so we'll have to just see how this Zoom thing works. And, you know, little by little, people are learning because they're using it elsewhere. 
Excellent. So, Mr. Rick, shall we open it up? We have Blind LGBT Pride International. It's um, Anthony Corona. How are you guys doing? Hey, Anthony. Good. Uh, so, hi, Sheila. Hi, Judy. First and foremost, congratulations on coming up with a great voting solution. Uh, I, I would say that that's like kudos to you guys. I'm just wondering, did you guys consider when you were um, planning how to go virtual that this might be a really good way to for member generation? and to include a little bit more fun and a little bit more audience participation? You know, our membership is down, and that is a very sad thing. And we are really hoping that maybe by some of these Zoom calls and by our chapters meeting, frankly, uh, virtually, we, we hope we can increase membership. It's kind of an ill wind that blows no good, and we are really looking forward to uh, we, we've just added a new statewide affiliate, the Alliance on Vision, I mean, um, Aging, the AVL Alliance. AAVL, on, yep. AAVL, yes. And yep. so we have a California uh, affiliate for that now, and, uh, and it's generated a lot of interest. Um, Jeff Tom is the president of the, of the national affiliate. So I'm hoping this can generate membership. Um, Anthony and I there was a second half of your question and I'm and I don't remember what it was you had said earlier um that you were limiting audience participation and I you know I think it's the perfect opportunity to actually have some fun stuff going on and encourage audience participation to you know, generate word of mouth for yeah, new membership Anthony, generation. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the way we decided to do it this first year was the, was the KISS method. You know, keep it simple, stupid. stupid. Yeah. Um, and, and we will, of course, have audience participation. But we, frankly, didn't decide to have a, a whole banquet thing or where we would sing or whatever. Uh, we, we cut it to four simple <laughs> sessions. We just felt we were not having our any of the statewide affiliates. Uh, they're having separate Zoom meetings. Uh, we just felt that we had to do it once, make sure it could work on a fairly simplified, more skeletal type convention. And then, you know, next year we can bust out and, 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 and perhaps be a lot more imaginative. But we felt we really needed to be able to succeed and uh, to assure, you know, that we could manage this first. But I take your point, and I think you're right, that we certainly can be more imaginative, hopefully, going down the road. Thank you. Yeah. Sheila, do you have any comments? I wish that I could say yes, that I hope our whole convention will be fun. Um, I take everything seriously that I have to take seriously, but for the most part, I try to take it fun. Um, I do know that we are doing something after the awards and scholarship presentations Friday night. Um, GOCB is the host um, chapter for the state convention, and we're having a, ho a virtual hospitality room. <laughs> so, that's not on ACB radio. It's going to be separate but we haven't put that out yet. So uh, I, I think that everybody has really taken this bull by the horn. And I think they are trying to make the best out of, they're making lemonade out of lemons. So we're, 
we're we're doing our best. That's all I can Thank you, say. Anthony. Appreciate it, sir. Let me, Paul, can I just add one thing? We are, during this voting, this is going to be a lot of downtime. Well, you know, A through G goes off and votes and, and P through Q. I don't, we don't want to conduct serious business, but all through the morning of voting, we're going to talk about uh, kitchen, people's kitchen gadgets and low-tech, high-tech things people do in the kitchen, maybe favorite recipes. Oh, cool. So it's stuff, it's stuff we can talk about and people can tune in and out of while they go away and vote and come back. And we, so that people aren't just listening to dead air or and right. we thought about closing the, con, you know, the whole convention down and saying, okay, call back in a half an hour. But we decided we, we, we'd lose too many people that way. And besides we have our Alexa people. So we are going to have some fun. And I said that I might actually do my imitation of Al Gill's imitation of the Cal California UC Berkeley marching band. So um, oh I haven't even told my affiliate that. <laughs> that may be that may be scary. <laughs> All right, who's next, Mister Rick? Yeah, we have uh, phone number two seven zero four. Oh, that's Nancy. Nancy from Riverside, California. Hi, Judy. Hi, I'm Sheila. I've met Sheila in Florida when I visited my friend Shirley. I'm looking forward to our convention. I registered today. Um, I am looking forward to our fundraiser in, in September. But Sheila, when, I, I missed it. I don't know if you gave the, the date that, that your fundraiser is. I, w I want to put it in my calendar. I'll forget it. If, you know. the, the, the auction? Your auction, yes, your auction. It, it is Thursday night, a week from Thursday the 14th. It will start at 7. It is not on ACB radio. It is a Zoom live auction. So if you would like to email me, I can make sure you get the link to call in because it is, like I said, it's not on ACB radio. So There will be a list that you, you uh, email a list? I, I, you, you can find my email on fcb.org. Um, as the president, it's SheilaYoung125 at att.net. And okay. I, I would be happy to send the link to you. And then have a list you. of items. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Uh -huh. Thank you, Miss Nancy. Thank you. Welcome, Mr. Rick. Okay, next is Chris Bell. Good evening. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, Sheila. Hey, Judy. So, uh, uh, for somebody who is somewhat new to Zoom, I'm trying to figure out how you guys are going to have uh, a party uh, over Zoom. I mean, at least... Hopefully nobody spills their beer on their computer, um, <laughs> which I certainly would be capable of doing. Um, but but how, how, how do you imagine this working? Well, Zoom is an open chat. So anybody can call in from their landline. They can call in from their cell phone. They can call in from their computer, mic. They can, you know, any way, shape, or form. And we just plan to open it up and just talk about, okay, so what do you want to talk about? Or um, how do you think the first day of the convention went? Or, um, you know, just happy stuff. It, it's, why, why my beer is so much better than your beer. <laughs> there you right, go. Right. Hey, my beer is better than your beer. <laughs> our Friday night happy hours, I mean, 
we get the the main problem is just everybody wants to talk at once, but at some point we stop and find out who's on the call and we talk about right. everything. And, right. and the running joke is that everybody can hear my husband Steve Mendelson eating his potato chips. So every week <laughs> now we have to tell them what kind of chips we're having and, and they know that <laughs> shall we say I enjoy a tipple. So they have to know what I'm drinking, and, uh, and we <laughs> we know that a couple of others have a tipple of choice. So we we have so much fun. We start at five, and we we're often still going strong at six thirty. And um, wow. last Friday night, I was in the kitchen. You know, I have a mute on my phone um, on my ear pieces, so I was able. I was chopping onions in the kitchen. I did drop. I did drop a knife on my big toe and cut my cuticle, but that was more the alcohol talking than anything else. Um, but we, Judy, we, don't we, make you, don't make knives with liquor. <laughs> but we have we you can do parties uh, and just have a wonderful time. Okay, well, thanks for that. I uh, I, I, thanks, I get Chris. it. It's, yep. Thank you, Chris. Who, who's next, Rick? Okay, we've got uh, Charlie Crawford next. Here I am. How are you, sir? Hey, Charlie. Well, pretty good. How are you guys? Good. We're well. <laughs> well I have to admit, I'm enjoying this uh, <clears throat> experience. I uh, wanted to ask the question um, that I guess probably occurs to most people when they first get involved with this kind of uh, interaction, and that is... Um, kind of like what Chris was talking about, how do you manage to um, engender a sense of group participation in a situation where the, there's no real physicality except for the, uh, um, the presence of voices and, uh, and people by electronics? And I think I know the answer, but I'd like to hear it from you guys. Sheila. Uh, Charlie, I, I think the way I do it is I say, you know what, I miss you guys. Um, here is a virtual hug coming your way. I love you, that kind of stuff. Because uh, to me, that's what I'm missing. <laughs> I'm missing <laughs> seeing my members and getting the hugs. And so you can still be kind and, and gentle to each other even though you can't be together. That's good, yeah. Judy? Well, I, you know, I don't really, I think that is going to be the problem, is that a feeling of a group sense. But even if we're all sitting in a convention room, most of the time we're listening to somebody. We might be uh, chastising our dogs under the table and whispering about how we think the president's speech uh, her report is a little boring tonight, and uh, so we'll we'll not hear that background chatter uh, nor the thunderous applause at the end of that <laughs> president's report. But um, you know, I think we'll really get a sense that we're all there together, and and I I feel that that is the hardest part. And you know, Charlie, I'll have a lot more to tell you about that after June twentieth at the end of our convention <laughs> to, to, to see how well we did. Uh, and that is gonna be I challenge. agree with her. <laughs> we, we have different voices and that's, I think, important too. Um, you know, while I, you know, while I'll be uh, chairing a couple of the meetings, we have our first vice president. 
uh, will be uh, will be you know just like they do at ACB. So there'll be different voices that people hear. So and, and we have uh, several panels. So I think people will get a sense that there are a lot of others participating, and uh, it's our goal to even though it's not going to be just limited to questions and answers, we'll have just a lot of different voices in, in in the experience excellent who's next mr rick uh connie bateman so i would like to agree with judy about keeping things simple i'm fairly new to the zoom platform and because the school districts have closed we've been asked to teach remotely so i teach english to adult immigrants and my classes are pretty small right now. My first class only has about 12 to 15 people and the second class only has 10. And if you unmute everyone, you can hear everything. I mean, they, you can hear dogs barking, kids running and screaming around the house. So I can just imagine if you have a convention of a few hundred people and you leave everyone unmuted, and okay, let's you know do audience participation. That can get pretty chaotic. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, yeah. And and Paul, I'd like to take that that one, please. Um, Connie, this is Sheila. We have ACB has radio has been so kind. They are going to help us. And what's going to happen with our sessions is all of the panelists that will be presenting will be on one invite and then all the attendees will be on another invite and they will all automatically be muted. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> That's a good idea. We may unmute, we, we may unmute a few at the end to, to, to respond to questions, but I think it'll depend. On, on how those sessions go and, and, and how full they are with the participants who are in them. Right, right. And ACB Radio has been very kind. They are helping us tremendously. And we're a test. We're a pilot program. <laughs> FCB is the pilot for the Nationals. So um, let's pray it goes well. So, and I'm Connie, sure thank, I'm sure. Connie, thank you. Um, Rick, who's next? Yeah, we got phone number 9833. Hi, it's Alice. Um, first of all, I would just say to both of you, in Georgia, we had no problems getting out of our contract. But what we actually did was we've moved our conference um, up to the to the fall. We're going to do it in November. But, I mean, they were very, the hotel was very understanding. There were no penalties. And, and you know, they said, well, you know, because of the virus, we don't figure people are going to be coming here. So it was, it was, they were very good about it. So we were lucky. But I guess my my question kind of is because um, I fear that if we do get into the trend of oh, this is working out so well, let's um, do all of our conferences this way. I think we lose something. And number one would be just that socialization, you know, that, that our folks get by coming together because it's the one time a year we actually are all together. Um, and the other, the other part of that being again, the, the 
membership it's the one time annually that our membership truly has a lot of say, and I'd hate to see that go away. But the other part of that, and my question now leads to the fundraising. Do you worry that that if you're not able to, because like I know for us, a lot of our fundraising is done at the conference, like you know the exhibit halls. Um, plus, we have other events that go on all through the weekend, you know, as fundraising, and that's kind of our biggest time. Do you worry that that um, this is going to put a hardship on you, although I heard you say, Sheila, that um, Dan and Leslie have been good about getting sponsorships, but do you think that this could be a problem if this is prolonged? She, um, Sheila? Alice, it, it's good to hear your voice. How are you? Um, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> I, I, I think, yes, this is a setback for some chapters. And I understand that. And this will be something that the executive committee of FCB might be able to address. I don't know. Um, but I do not ever want to not have in-person conventions. Uh, you know, this was very um, unexpected circumstances. And now, Florida is not charging registration. Is that right, no, um, Sheila? No, there is no, you can, anybody can call into our convention. Anybody can listen on ACB radio. Anybody can participate in any of our meetings through the whole weekend. There is no cost. Excellent. And Judy, what, what do you think about Alice's question? Um, let me first say that the reason we're charging registration is because we are voting and we needed to have um, a mechanism. But people will be able to listen on ACB radio for free or on their A device um, or their assistant, whatever. So Alice, again, I think we all agree that in-person conventions are wonderful. But as I said earlier, um, we don't get as many people at our in-person conventions as we wish we could and we lose money. Um, it costs a lot to put on a convention. We have a high F&B uh, minimum, uh, generally, with our hotels. That's food um, and drink? Uh, food and beverage, yes. Yeah, thank and you. And so it's a, lot, it's, a, it's a huge cost. Um, and so, frankly, there are, there are offsetting, um, you know, as we move forward in life, who knows what's going to come down the pike. But for now, we're certainly not planning to abandon in-person conventions. We were working, we're working on the contract for next year. Fundraising is a problem. As I said, we don't have sponsors. We hope to uh, have a lot more participants. Um, we'll, we hope if we do this down the line, we will do more like what ACP is trying to do to get sponsors, uh, maybe create uh, ads or, or things ahead of time so that people uh, can, you know, hear what's available. The challenge will be getting people a mechanism for purchasing things. So we haven't even begun to think about how we would do actual fundraising at, you know, at the convention. Um, that is just not something we're looking at this year. Well, thank you. Um, Rick, who's next? Uh, next, we have Quiet Water. Deanna. Hi, Paul. Hi. Uh, good evening, ladies. Um, How are you? I, Deanna? <laughs> I'm good. I commend you both 
this is a tremendous change in how we've had to handle things because I have been an affiliate, state affiliate president of both Colorado and Oregon previously. And I don't envy you having to juggle all of this, um, introduce new technology to seniors. I did that a, a lot when I worked at an independent living center before I retired four years ago. Um, so it's, it's all taking a great deal of thinking outside the box, being creative, a little bit adventurous, and I think you're doing a terrific job, both of you, in handling things to the best advantage of your state. As far as um, the party element, I don't know, um, I think Sheila, you have been on one of, of the calls I've been on um, Cindy Van Winkle does some, some really fun things with her coffee break in the morning and, and Leslie's doing a great job with her yoga classes. Um, I think there is a lot of talent out there and the more people that take the time to learn the technology, um, it'll all smooth itself out because um, from what I've seen, if Charlie and Chris are concerned, they should go to one of Cindy's coffee breaks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> have a great time. I keep promising and myself to go. Get everybody involved. It is fun. On the call. It is fun. Yeah. And and Sheila does recipe swaps. I think. Tomorrow night. Ta da. <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm not, I'm not a technological person. But you're doing fact, fine I'm, because you <laughs> called in tonight. So there you go. Well, um, I've when I got my first iPhone, I needed it for work, and they bought me a, an iPhone 4. So I've had a long time to play with it, but I don't learn this stuff easily and because I'm not a linear thinker. I'm a poet and a writer, and I tend to jump all over the map in my thinking. So the first thing I did with my iPhone was to write a limerick because I was so annoyed with her. So Excellent. I wrote, <laughs> in my smartphones, a dumb blonde named Siri. Her antics can make me feel weary. My humble request, she treats the mere jests and keeps me double tap tapping till teary. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, thank you, dear. <laughs> Thanks, Deanna. <laughs> All right. Who is next, Mr. Rick? Next, we have 2048. Phone number 2048. Okay. It says I'm unmuted. Is that correct? Yep. You are. Okay. This is Regina. Hi, Judy. Hey, um, Regina. I have I'm, to just uh, say that Regina is, our, is one of our uh, Chase Scholarship winners this year. And uh, we're so proud of her here in California. Oh, yes. Congratulations. I was so excited to see your write-up. Oh, thank you so much, Judy. Um, um, I just wanted to say that I want to look at the silver lining of there are going to be members that could not travel to convention uh, for the state, and they'll be able to participate, and that's um, kind of a silver lining Amen. with going on Zoom. Exactly. And I'm, I'm still kind of torn. And California, our convention hotels are, as Judy said, expensive. We have extra 
what's that T word taxes attached a lot of times <laughs> and, and travel is we have a big state. So travel is sometimes challenging for some people, although it's an opportunity that some people don't have and maybe make that extra effort. So I'm hoping we can keep some kind of in-person convention going for those reasons. But I think Zoom platform also offers us a way to keep members engaged that might not be able to travel. And it's kind of just two different ways to think about the same thing, I guess. And Thank Regina, you, Ms. Regina. And Regina, this is Sheila, and I agree with you because I do believe in Florida we have a lot of people that are challenged with finances and travel and physical. And, uh, you know, I do believe this year is an opportunity to reach a lot more people. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Mr. May I just, say, can, can Go I ahead, just say one more thing about, um, you know, our hotel used the, you know, the argument that they had offered us a second set of dates. But when we looked at that second set of dates, which was originally, uh, we were going to have our convention first weekend in June, they offered us dates in August. What when we discussed it with our members, they didn't feel that we would know much more in time for people to think about registering. Um, and we we realized that our a lot of our members are suffering more financially this year too. All the more reason why uh, we decided that we could not even accept the alternative dates that that our hotel. Uh, offered us excellent let me ask both folks what do you think the long-term impact of this pandemic is going to be and it doesn't necessarily just have to be on your affiliate it can be it can be on acb in general it can be on nonprofits. Do, do you think that the pandemic is is going to impact all of us in in a negative way uh judy um the short answer i think is yes um, negative. Um, it's going to take us a long, it's going to take the country, it's going to take the world a long time to come back from this. But, you know, we will, we will survive, we will move on, we will be creative, and we will endure. Sheila? Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be negative, I'm going to be positive. I think that this has given us an opportunity to think outside the box, which I have always been ready to do. And I hope that ACB will continue these community chats because I think they have been so helpful. They've been so much fun. And I hope that affiliates will continue doing them because reaching out to each other is important. So, I think we have gotten to back to humanity again, which we have lost. Interesting. Excellent. Do we have a final hand, Mr. Rick? Yes, we do. Connie is back. I would like to say that I think as a totally blind person, the hardest part about all this world pandemic is the sheltering in place and social distancing because sometimes, quite frankly, it's nice to get together 
at conventions and chapter meetings with other blind and visually impaired people because we're the only ones who understand each other. My husband used to, my husband who passed away in December used to say, oh, you're spending time with your people because he was sighted. And after a while, he became one of us too because he was pretty accepted. And um, so I think that's, you know, the Zoom platform is great for sighted people in terms of being a video conferencing app because they can see each other's faces. They can see each other's facial expressions and see each other's smiles, but we can't see that. So I, I think that's the hardest, at least for me, as a totally blind person, that's the hardest part for me is the sheltering in place and social distancing and not being able to physically get together with other blind and visually impaired people. Thank you. Well, Connie, I'm sending you a virtual big hug. Thank you. I bet Judy is too. Absolutely. All right. So I, I guess my final question to both of you is, do you guys have any special plans that, that you're looking at putting in place um, post-pandemic? Judy? Paul, I just don't have an answer, frankly. Uh, my presidency is ending. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting back to having uh, maybe somewhat of a normal life. But I will be working with California on, you know, we've got this little mini treadmill in our future that is still on target to, to be hopefully a fundraiser for us down the line. So I will be active as immediate past president. And so I don't, you know, have really long term. Steve and I are planning to move back to New York. Um, so, uh, we, we, that is a huge endeavor. So that's sort of on my horizon, thinking about how I can best serve as immediate past president and, uh, this huge, you know, decluttering of our house and, and downsizing and moving back to Manhattan. Sheila, uh, any oh long-term plans? <laughs> well, I'm not married, so I'm not moving. <laughs> Um, I think that this has given all of us a lot to think about as to how we need to move forward. And I think FCB needs to consider making some changes so that, God forbid, we ever have to deal with this again, that we can deal with it. I mean, we have dealt with it very well, in my opinion, but... I think that, yes, there is a lot that FCB needs to just kind of sit back and say, okay, what have we learned and how do we move forward? Excellent. Thank you. So on our program tonight, we've, we've had an opportunity to hear from two leaders whose affiliates are moving forward in exciting new directions. Both of them are going to be having virtual conventions, and both of them are trying some innovative work to try to expand and involve their membership in some new ways. After a while, we'll get a better notion of just how well this works. But I'd like to thank both Judy Wilkinson and Sheila Young for being our guests tonight on Tuesday Topics. I'd like to remind everyone 
that Tuesday Topics next week is going to be an open forum. Our first Tuesday Topics looked at a few questions surrounding how the pandemic was impacting us. This time, we're going to look at where we go after six or seven weeks into the system. What have we learned, what's new, and what's different? Thank you for joining us tonight. This is Paul Edwards saying good night. <laughs>